0: Oh my goodness! Wow, we're here. Ha, paper, yeah, it's our time. One love. I'm so excited. Shout out to everybody here. We got Stefano. We got Zach. We got Bo. We got me, Paperboy, Love Prince. Ha, paper, yeah, and we have Art Chang here our special guest who is also running for mayor of New York City. Art is running for mayor of New York and I'm running for mayor of New York City. And I Wait, don't know.
1: what office are you running for? <laughs>
0: I don't even know if any other candidates have sat down and had this type of public conversation yet. To my knowledge, I don't know who has. So I want to say thank you for doing that. And uh, I also want to say thank you for your contributions to the, the race, you know, uh, a lot of what you've had to say, I'm like, I'm vibing with, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm super excited about you joining us here for this effort. And so please like t- tell me about what made you want to run for mayor, especially at a time like this.
1: Well, first thing I want to say is thank you so much for setting this up and making this available for us. You know, you're the first candidate who's invited me to talk. Wow. I've actually tried to call some of the other candidates wow. and just have a one-on-one conversation, and no one has taken me up on it. Wow. So I want to just thank you so much for doing this, and thank you so much for running. You bring so much great energy to this.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, yeah, that's what it's about. It's like, hey, <clears throat> we should be working together because who, whoever has this job or whatever job they decide to do, we want to make sure that it's like people's voices
1: are heard, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, because the problems are really bad. They're really, really bad. We have so many crises right now and they're so and they seem to be getting worse with no clear solutions in mind. We look at what's happening with COVID, with the vaccinations, and we're not seeing thing government going the way that we think it should. And we see all the all the difference and in, in the inequities and the injustices and there's no clear solutions in sight right so you got to do something you got to step up and you got to think about well what is it going to take to actually change this city and make it better
0: yeah yeah and and give people hope too because a lot of people feel hopeless after this year we had after the president that we've had after the mayor we've had you know and just That's already with people having struggles in their normal day-to-day life. That's right. You know, just living in America, trying to make it. There's the struggles of that. And that's not including their gender, sexuality, race, all of that that falls in. Their socioeconomic class. And we have this now these massive problems that are kind of forcing us to realize that we're all in the same boat. You know, like coronavirus, it don't care if you're rich. It doesn't care if you're poor, it doesn't care if, you, if you're gay, if you're straight. It's it's a real thing. And so it's, it's one of these things where now we're going to have to
1: work together. So that's absolutely. why I'm
0: glad we can do this and show that, hey, we're taking the steps toward working together.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think you said the light at the end of the tunnel. Hope is that we got to create a picture of where we're going and we got to say this is really going to be hard. We're not gonna get there overnight. But we have an image at the end of this tunnel that we think is possible. And we gotta make that happen. Right. And then along the way, we gotta do things to to relieve people's misery. And to give them a sense of reducing their stress and finding a little bit of happiness and joy and being able to take care of themselves and their families and their communities. So then, that, that light at the end of that tunnel looks like it's more accessible, and it's a reality for them. Definitely.
0: It's our time. That's my that's my slogan. I'm so because I'm passionate about time. I'm passionate about bringing us together. But Damn, speaking about time, I'm curious about like what led you here as far as um, kind of stuff that you've done in in your past or. Um, I'm leaving it open-ended because we didn't discuss too much about what you wanted to talk about what you didn't but what kind of what like led you here in your background because I don't know you know this is our first time meeting in person yeah, yeah. so I want to yeah like tell me about that
1: well I'm going to start at the beginning then okay great yeah so um, I was born in uh, Jim Crow Atlanta um, at a time when Asian immigration was not allowed so my parents came here on student visas. And what
0: around time was this? Just so people are like... Yeah,
1: so I was born in 1963. And my parents came about a decade before when there were very few Koreans in this country. And then I, we moved to um, Atlant- Akron, Ohio to an all-white school district you know, where I faced you know, racism on the street and domestic violence inside my home. Hmm. So I know what it's like to be afraid to walk down the street Right. Because if I saw a group of white boys walking down the street, I knew that I had to cross the street. And that I also knew what it's like to be afraid for my mom's safety. Hmm. Because sometimes I'd come home and I wouldn't know if she would be okay. Wow. And um, so I know, so I learned some real things from that. And we knew that if we called the police, that was not necessarily a good thing. I learned to be afraid of them as much as I wanted them to help. You know, when I showed up to kindergarten my first year, uh, my teacher didn't want to teach me because her brother was fighting people in Vietnam who looked like me. Wow. So I learned a number of things. I learned that that my quality depended upon the quality of black people. Among my first memories was watching the civil rights marches. And my mom, I remember very clearly my mom said, these people are risking their lives so that you can have a more equal life in this country and you know there was a moment with you know the domestic violence and all those other things where you know i went down one morning to my cellar and I turned on the tv and reverend jesse jackson was standing in front of a group of small white kids small black kids uh-huh and he was saying to them you are somebody you are somebody right and they were just kind of like nodding and then, then he stood up and he said stand up, and he said, I am somebody. Repeat after me, I am somebody. And they stood up and they said, I am somebody. And I found myself standing up all by myself in my basement, shouting, I am somebody. Wow. So I look at this and I go, you know, for me, um, you know, we talk about Asians as being the model minority. To me, my whole life, black people have been the model minority. Because black people forged civil rights. Ha, <laughs> paper, yeah, I like that, I like that. Go, go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Inequality, and um, you know, if without that we would not have had the uh, end of the Alien Exclusion Act, I mean, you can say Asian people would not be here if it weren't for the civil rights movement. Without the civil rights, we wouldn't have women's equality. We wouldn't have gender equality. So we look at where we are today and the inequities and injustices especially on black people. And we got to say, this is not right. I, mean, I, was, I was raised in the church, although I'm not observant. And one of the things that I learned was that, you know, if you're black, you got a blessing, you got to pay it forward and, and multiply that. Uh-huh. And I think it's my duty and the duty of really every good person in this country to end these, to end this injustice, you know, to actually bring an end to the, reconstruction bring an end to the civil rights movement let's actually make it possible for all of us to live equal and the only way we're going to do that is by lifting everybody up from the bottom definitely Because, because that's where it starts
0: definitely definitely yeah and you know what's interesting about that is that even with all of these early movements that you talk about there's still um the change, there hasn't been the change. Like, there has been changes so that others can progress. And there's lots of changes so that Black people can progress as well. But, you know, when you compare a lot of the numbers of certain factors that really determine, you know, childhood success, family yep. success, neighborhood success, things like that, um, you know, the changes haven't happened. Oh, like, that, that needed to happen because... A lot in a large part because of places like New York City, where there's Democratic mayors and uh, largely Democratic cities who have the power, have the uh, resources to actually make this change, but that are working against the people. And I think for me, that's why I'm so excited to have these conversations with other candidates for mayor, as well as with the people in general to kind of like put it on notice because with trump leaving office there's kind of this sentiment of like trump's gone so like everything's all good republicans bad democrats good and i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. slow your roll there's there's a whole issue of the people in power not respecting the people that they're meant to serve right and That's all sure. people and just doing that consistently and you know there's massive evidence for that kind of like how you're saying and uh, like now if not now when you know as far as a time for change so for me i'm super excited about that i'm also excited that that people are kind of learning and and wanting to come together and, and wanting to see change and, and talking to a lot of the young people they seem more politically engaged than 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 previous generations were as far as they're like about it and you know ready and it it, it takes that generation to kind of like spur the the rest of us to to where we're supposed to go you know Um, because you mentioning the civil rights movement a a large part of the people that were carrying that were high school students and college students and young people who who were just like using their energy and their time to make change in this country so and and I appreciate you sharing your experience of growing up in, uh, you know, being born in Georgia during that time and, and living in Ohio as well, you know, during the time when, when, yeah, that's like historic times of, of kind of like these movements. So, um, okay, so I want to move forward. Um, as far as things- well, I want to ask you the same question Okay, though. sure. Look,
1: tell me about yourself. Where are you from? and uh what what made you get into this
0: yeah so um so for me you know i like to say that i'm from all over that i'm just like a alien that was you know dropped on this planet to help spread love to help raise the collective consciousness of people but um i i really try to identify heavily with you know, Africa and, and coming from there and, uh, you know, having a root somewhere out of this, out of this country, even out of the Mm -hmm. islands, Mm -hmm. um, like just taking it back there and, and having that source. Um, so yeah, so, but to really, to get into it, you know, um, I spent a lot of my childhood, uh, across the East coast here in in New York, in DC, mm. in Baltimore. Um I had a bunch of opportunities to travel south of that too, Atlanta, um Florida. Mm. Um, so I feel like I got a well-rounded view of just like the country, definitely yep. the East Coast and um the city as well and you know, uh, my my grandparents have a of a church here actually not too far away from here um that's you know been around for for a while actually since like the 60s and so i grew up in the church as well um and that like informs a lot about how i like to interact with people Mm -hmm. and how i like to move but i i kind of got politically activated at a young age my parents being activists and Mm -hmm. going to howard university together Mm -hmm. and kind of uh getting me involved in in politics kind of getting me like internships working with Congress people and senators and doing this type of things in the summer and reading these books and literature and me not really being interested in that knowing that me kind of wanting this like radical tape take over like we're gonna storm the Capitol <laughs> you know what I mean? before uh, before that became like well a Trump the thing, thing. <laughs> you know but um, so now uh, it's like okay I want to use that energy basically what kind of spurred my, uh, run into action for real was I felt the problems were getting really big and the people my age weren't talking about them or caring about them as much as they should. And just people in general, not just around my peers, but in general weren't as activated. We were Mm. just so complacent. Mm. And, um, and you know, I knew that I was doing a lot of like rap shows where, I was bringing out lots of people and they were getting excited about partying and having fun, but like, hey, how can we center this around the issues that right. matter and like harness that energy for something that can like bring us a better life. Right. Cause for me, bigger yeah. than like social justice and this, I just want people to have a better life. Yep. Like I, I want it to be like, you don't have to like work four jobs to like put food on the table and, and all. so, um, so yeah, just using that energy and just like, starting where we are. For me, it's like, hey, okay, I might not be the richest. I might not be the most famous. I might not be the best looking. I might not know everything. Um, but I can start where I am and do the very best where I am. And from there, it's going to grow into something amazing. And that's, that's truly what we've seen. And, um, and yeah, the the community has really had a lot of support and, uh, meeting wonderful people like yourself g- gives me, uh, a lot of energy as well and ideas and ways that we can work together so for me i'm just like i like to look at myself as a tool mm. i'm a hammer i'm a wrench i'm a a screwdriver for the community <laughs> like use me to like build this beautiful world that we want and uh it's it's really and what i've kind of embodied is it's really not about what i want obviously i have my own personal biases but it's not about what i want it's about how can i Make what you want happen, what we want happen, and facilitate right. that. So, um, that's like, that's super important to me. I know we have some people with the questions, Zach.
1: Hey, Paperboy Prince. We've actually met before. We met at the um, City Hall we Occupy City Hall earlier this year or last year. Um, and yeah, I ha- one question. Where'd you get your clothes?
0: <laughs> um, this this was made here in Brooklyn by us. A student from a university here in, in New York. And um, yeah, shout out to her Gigi. Nice. I'm super happy to like support young artists and creators. I know like that goes a long way. And um, what else am I wearing? The Game Boy Chain, courtesy of me. Nintendo too, but courtesy of me, not sponsored. And yeah, these are just like snow gear. The rest is just like trying not to get frostbite. So. Nice.
1: what university did Gigi go to?
0: She went to Parsons.
1: Oh, represent. I went to the you, new school. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah? Awesome. Um, Cool. Follow-up question. How do you feel about the DSA's current Tax the Rich campaign?
0: Great question. So for people that aren't familiar, with, uh, what were your pronouns?
1: She, her, okay. they. Okay, awesome. Okay.
0: So for people who aren't familiar with what she's talking about, DSA, a group here in New York City, has a campaign about taxing the rich. And I don't know too much about it. I just know, like, they want to basically tax the rich more take a take a larger percentage or what, what exactly
1: um i think their plan is they want to take like really small taxes off of like um like major corporations and like wall street trading and then they want to tax um well i could actually tell you they're trying to impose a tax on the wealthiest new yorkers yeah the very wealthiest new yorkers new yorkers who are making over a million dollars a year and there are there are hundreds if not thousands of them and this is done before. This is done in a previous economic crisis. And it was a, an emergency measure. It makes a lot of common sense. Um, so I'm fully in support of having rich people pay more in taxes. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be one of those people, and I think we should pay more in taxes. I also think that the city government has increased, I don't know if you know this, but you know the budget today is $92 billion? Eight years ago, it was less than $70 billion. Sounds about right. 20 billion dollars a year and you know we we got a few things We got universal pre-k4 we got eight billion dollars in affordable housing but you look at all the rest of that money and i think one of the things that we need to think about is where does that money go and how is it used and is it being used productively and do you feel the difference from eight years ago So, so
0: yes i definitely agree with taxing the rich more um but where it comes to, at for me is kind of like where Art was leaving off at is we're giving them so much money already. We're giving the current politicians so much money already in taxes and look what they're doing with it. Yeah. Schools, the streets, <laughs> the healthcare, the parks, the... the we. I'm, people are like, yeah, more in taxes. I'm like, wait, to give these politicians who are already screwing up 30% of my income already? Yeah. <laughs> no, my solution first is like, we have to democratize what we do with our tax money. We have to have a system yep. where the citizens have more control over their tax money instead of the same old politicians who've been screwing it up since before I was born, before you was before before my grandmother was born. So, so there has to be a change and I think where sometimes some of these groups like DSA go left where their intentions are in the right place, the only part is we got to take it that next step and say, hey, but... We're watching you because you've already spent our tax dollars so wrong for so long.
1: Yep. Like, would you hand de Blasio $1,000 of your own money? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately the question, will you give Cuomo a thousand dollars money? I wouldn't of your hand him money?
0: five dollars of my own, hold up, I'm not <laughs> handing him Cinco, he's like what? You know, you owe me a thousand dollars, but <laughs> the idea is we're going to try to balance these uh, while talking about our policies, all right, so the idea is like seeing how long you can balance it or we're going to give it, maybe we'll time it, we'll do 25 seconds what do you think 25 seconds we'll do like 25 seconds while talking about your policies or i don't want to pigeonhole you to policies just what's uh important to you are you a tennis player i am ah see yeah we should have did soccer or basketball i I can can do soccer i'm a soccer player too (laughs) since you're our special
1: guest i'll let you go first all right here we go all right let's see if i can multitask you, you want a mayor who can multitask absolutely you want a mayor who can end the eviction crisis? Is it exciting. Who okay, can actually cancel the debt from the built-up eviction moratorium? You want a mayor who is going to have an education system that meets everybody where they are, who actually can implement universal childcare, who can actually think about restoring and revitalizing New York with the arts and entertainment. You know, we got to actually bring the, think about the climate crisis. Bye. Oh. Bye.
0: Okay, let it say my policies. Go. Have paper, yeah, it's our time. Look, my policies are spreading love, super important. Gotta spread love. Basic income. We need the people to have money. We gotta fund the people. Uh, oh no! So super important to me. Healthcare for all. We got healthcare, but we need something better. We need more futuristic schools. Schools that are in the future. Whoa! Whoa! Backwards. We need a greener New York. We need New York to be green. We need something brand new. We need, oh. Okay. Well, that was fun. Hi, paper. Yeah. So. The Paperboy Prince podcast. We're always in the move. We're always on the go. Different places, different people, different faces. And I'm so glad to speak with you today. Art, it's been amazing. And I love that your name is also one of my favorite things to do. Art. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so why you heading off, tell people where they can find you, where they can check you out, all of that stuff and let us know.
1: Awesome. So you can find me at cheng.nyc. And come visit me. I have open office hours seven days a week. Just come sign up right on the site. Love to meet you in person. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a delight.
0: This is amazing. This is a new way of doing politics. And it's it might not be perfect because it's brand new. We're out here in the <laughs> snow, in a pandemic. We're, they, look, we're trying this new things. Like, like the thing is, when you're trying new things, it might be awkward at first. Somebody else might do it after you and they make it look better. But that's what being a pioneer is absolutely it's blazing that trail that's what we're doing so i'm so glad to have you blazing this trail with me us bouncing ideas off of each other i love what a lot of what you're saying and and i think that um i think that the city has a bright future with people like you coming up with ideas and and us having this conversation so this is our first time speaking but i'm going to say it here on air it won't be our last
1: it will definitely not and whatever happens i'm going to continue working with you I love that. That's my promise. I love that.
0: Much love. Thank y'all for listening. Rate, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, all the places you get your podcasts. I'm Paperboy Love Prince at PaperboyThePrince. Uh, we'll be back at the Love Gallery soon, 1254 Myrtle Avenue. We got Art Chang. This is amazing. ha, <laughs> Paper. Yeah. It's, oh, I forgot to say, we're in Herbert Von King Park. If you don't know, right here in Brooklyn, HVK Park. Beautiful people. You got the kids, you got snow. It's our time, one love.